Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. If you've tried collagen for aging skin and haven't gotten the results you want, it's because most collagen is missing a critical ingredient. And without this missing link, collagen will not work. But if you have this missing link, you can turn loose, saggy skin into tight, glowing, younger looking skin. So what is that missing link I'm talking about? It's vitamin C. And of course, you may know vitamin C is a powerful immune boosting nutrient, but did you know that vitamin C is also a critical nutrient for anti-aging? You see, vitamin C is the glue that holds collagen together in your body. And if you're low in vitamin C, well, all of that collagen you're taking is pointless. And here's the thing, not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. Most of them, are not very bioavailable, and they simply pass through your digestive system, creating expensive urine. However, our friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that utilizes something called micelle liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, and it's proven to be 800% more efficient. So if your skin is looking older than you, and the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, age spots, sagging skin, and otherwise old-looking skin frustrates you, then give Purality Health's MyCell Liposomal Vitamin C a try. It's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee. So you really have nothing to lose, and you have everything to gain. And today, we have a 30% off coupon for you. Just visit PurityHealth.com and use the coupon code DRJ to access 30% off your purchase today. Guys, Purality Health is amazing. It's a product. I, I use the lip, liposomal vitamin C, the curcumin gold. My family uses these on a regular basis. They're awesome. So give this a try again. They have a 180-day money-back guarantee and a 30% off coupon for you. Just go to puralityhealth.com and use the coupon DRJ to get that 30% off your purchase today. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Great episode today, all about bone health and how to prevent osteoporosis. We're gonna talk about the best foods to support your bones, the best health strategies, things you may or may not know, and really how conventional medicine is failing people when it comes to their bone health and how bone health issues are underlying signs of a lot of other health problems developing in your body. And so to talk about this, I have got my friend, Kevin Ellis. He's better known as the bone coach, and he is a Forbes featured integrative health coach, podcaster, YouTuber, founder of bonecoach.com. He has got a great program, the stronger Bones solution. And I'm going to talk more about that of course, uh, towards the end, but he's got this masterclass. That's really awesome. So if you know anybody that's dealing with osteoporosis, osteopenia, maybe they have a family history of it. Uh, maybe it's you, maybe it, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend that's concerned about this condition, then definitely share this podcast with them. This information is literally life-saving for so many people. Um, there's just so many people that deal with hip fractures, 
that have osteoporosis, osteopenia, and um, you know get get hospitalized for it, and uh, and, it, and it can be a really bad route. And so there's a lot of natural things we can be doing. And I know Kevin is really passionate, not just about helping over one million people around the globe build stronger bones, but really about helping our children and grandchildren prevent osteoporosis and other diseases in the future, so they can lead long, active lives. So you guys are going to love this episode. And if you have not left us a five-star review, take a moment. Go to Apple iTunes and please leave us that review. That really helps us reach more people and impact more lives. I wanted to read a few reviews here. This one is from Alerse. She says, very informative and easy to understand. She says, it's excellent. Love this podcast. Uh, Mama Betsy says, very informative. I've learned a lot. And TJ Murphy, 72, he says, great information. I love all the great content on health and products. Thank you guys for leaving those reviews. Again, go to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review. If you haven't subscribed, please do that now. Thank you guys for being a part of our community and let's go into the show here. All right, Kevin Ellis, the bone coach in the house here. Welcome to the podcast. Dr. Jockers, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's start by talking about how you got into this and how you developed a passion for bone health. Yeah, so for me, my journey started when I was a lot younger. Um, when my mother was five months pregnant with me, my father was told he had cancer. And two months after I was born, he passed away. And at that time, he was 35 years old. And he was he was a Marine. He was in Vietnam. He did 22 months of Vietnam. He survived combat, but he got cancer from Agent Orange. And that's what took him from us. And so as I was growing up, I kind of had this fear that I was going to follow in his footsteps to an early grave and not be there for my kids and experience the joys of being a father. And so I kind of went down the path to going to the Marine Corps. And after I got out of the Marine Corps, I had all these different health issues. And I had, you know, high stress, poor sleep, uh, digestive issues. Some days I could barely even get out of bed. Um, and then I was diagnosed with celiac disease. So I was malabsorbing nutrients for many, many years. And here I am, this tough Marine, you know, really fit and all this other stuff. And then my, my body still needed all these nutrients, but I wasn't able to absorb the nutrients. So my body was raking them from my bones, its largest mineral reserve to get them. And then I was, I, it wasn't even a, all the doctors that I was seeing that, that suggested a bone density scan. It was actually a physician's assistant. They said, hey, has anybody done a bone density scan on you yet? Because you've got celiac disease. And I said, no, nobody's done that. And so we did it. And I was just thinking, oh, it's going to come back normal. It's just going to be a check in the box. And it came back and they just sent me a letter in the mail and said, hey, you have osteoporosis, go on a gluten-free diet. And that was that was the extent of the help that I got was just a letter in the mail that said, go on a gluten-free diet. And I was like, first, I didn't really understand what osteoporosis was. So as soon as I Googled it and I started saying fractures and medication dependence was going to be my future, I was like, oh my gosh, like I the blood just drained from my face. And I was just like, what, what is my future going to look like? And then I immediately was thinking about my kids, my future kids. And I was just like, I need to do something. I need to figure this out. So I started doing a lot of research and reading and consulting with a lot of people and spending a lot of money trying to figure this out. And I eventually started getting the right plan in place. And I was improving my health, improving my bones. And I realized along the way is not the average 30-year-old male that's told they have osteoporosis. It's the woman 50 to 65 plus that's diagnosed and they're presented with four options, calcium, vitamin D, go for a walk, take a bone drug. 
And that is woefully inadequate. And a lot of times it's not just, it's not the right approach. And, you know, it's that really that reason why I went down the path of becoming a coach, building out a team of credentialed experts, developing a program uh, that's now helped people in over 1500 cities around the world. And uh, it's been featured in Forbes and a lot of other places. And uh, it's just been a great journey now helping people get on the path to building stronger bones. Yeah, that's a great story. And osteoporosis and osteopenia are very rare conditions for men to have and typically associated with some sort of malabsorption like what you were experiencing. And yeah, you would be the the demographic, a, a marine, highly active, that would be the least likely to develop least. a condition like this. Yeah, but it's it's certainly possible. So, you know, if you're listening out there and you know men out there or really anybody that's having malabsorption type issues, this is definitely something you want to consider. And, uh, you know, our average listener out there has probably heard the term osteoporosis, but they don't really understand what that is. So let's talk more about what that is, um, what the statistics are on that, right? And uh, and how people develop that. Yeah. So, I mean, if we look at just even just Americans too, approximately 10 million Americans are going to have osteoporosis. Another 44 million have low bone density. One in two women, up to one in four men, will break a bone in their lifetime due to osteoporosis. And for women, the incidence of low bone density is greater than that of heart attack, stroke, and breast cancer combined. So that's pretty significant mm -hmm. in terms of the, the statistics around low bone density. What is actual osteoporosis? That it just literally means porous bone. And it's a condition that's characterized by either not enough bone formation, excessive bone loss, or it's a combination of the two of those things. And in osteoporosis, both your bone density and your bone quality are reduced, and that's going to increase your risk of fracture. Now, the way you find out you have osteoporosis is through what's called a bone density scan or a DEXA scan. That's dual energy X-ray absorptiometry. So it's a painless test, kind of like an X-ray, but very low levels of radiation. You lay down on a machine, it does a scan, and it tells you your bone mineral density, the actual mineral content of your bone. And then what it does is it generates a score. And that score is called the T-score. And the T-score is going to compare your bone density to the bone density of that of approximately a healthy 30-year-old adult. Okay, And then it's going to generate this score. And if you've got a score of plus one or minus one, that's considered normal and healthy. If you've got minus one to minus 2.5, that's considered osteopenia, which is like a precursor to osteoporosis. And then if you've got minus 2.5 or lower, so negative 2.6, 2.7, so on and so forth, that's considered osteoporosis. And the greater that negative number becomes, the more severe the osteoporosis. And most people are not going to get these scans. You're not going to be a 30-year-old that just randomly says, hey, let me go get my bones checked. You're usually not going to do that. If you do have malabsorption issues, though, I would highly suggest doing that. And most of the time for women, it's not going to happen until you're 50, 60, 65 plus when your doctor says, hey, it's it's time to get one of these or, or your insurance is going to cover it. And by that point, most people have already had bone loss that's taken place. And it's it's always better to, if you haven't done it already, go get a baseline, understand objectively where you stand today so we can understand what changes are being made in the future too. Yeah, that's so important. Osteoporosis much like celiac disease is really a late stage diagnosis, meaning that it's a process that's been developing oftentimes for 20 or 30 years. I mean, by the time they diagnose celiac disease, the little villi, the pockets in your intestine are completely flattened and destroyed. And really it's kind of the same with osteoporosis. It's a late stage 
diagnosis, you want to obviously be doing things all along the way to make sure your bones are healthy. And if they aren't, if you need extra support, you want to know that as quickly as possible. You want to know that at a young age, it's going to give you the best possible chance. Let's talk about some of the things. What what actually causes osteoporosis and osteopenia, which is like a, which basically means bone weakening, right? So bone weakening process that ends up leading to this late stage diagnosis of osteoporosis. Well, sometimes kind of like you were talking about is it, it starts a lot younger too. Like we have to take into consideration that 90% of our bone mass is put on by the time we turn age 18. And by the time we turn 30, the remaining 10% approximately fills in. So if when you're younger, you had poor diet nutrition, if you led a sedentary lifestyle, if you smoked or drank excessively, if you uh, took certain medications, if you had an eating disorder, all of those things could have affected you prevented you from reaching peak bone mass and starting with what I call a full bucket. So a lot of times people don't even know if they have a full bucket or have reached peak bone mass from a younger age. So if you're listening to this too, and you've got young kids, this is why it's so important to think about diet and nutrition and healthy lifestyle and habits, not just for yourself, but be be the shepherd for your children too. share this stuff with them too. So that 10, 20, 30 years down the road, we're not dealing with all these chronic health conditions. Uh, so that's kind of the beginning part is it could have happened a lot younger, but a lot of times there are things contributing today too. So when it's not just, there's there's different types of osteoporosis. There's primary osteoporosis. That's typically occurring as a result of a decrease in estrogen in postmenopausal women. Estrogen has a protective effect on bone. As estrogen levels decrease, as they do during menopause, that's going to cause an increase in the activity level of cells that break down bone. But then there's a whole nother cause of osteoporosis, and that's secondary osteoporosis. And that's where it occurs as a result of behaviors, disorders, diseases, medications, and, and those kinds of things. And some of the some of the major secondary osteoporosis contributors, let's talk about medications for a minute. Because there's one medic one medication specifically that I would, I would point out for a lot of people that have autoimmune conditions that they're usually prescribed, glucocorticoids, okay? So this would be like your prednisone. These are medications that are steroid medications designed to suppress inflammation. So they mimic natural steroid hormones in your body, and they're often used to treat conditions like you know rheumatoid arthritis. And if you are taking these medications or, you, or they've been proposed to you and you're considering it, you have to understand that bone loss will occur as a result. And usually in the first three months, that's when the most precipitous bone loss is going to take place. And the reason the bone loss takes place is because of a few things. The first one is that, number one, those glucocorticoids are acting directly on the cells that break down your bone to increase their lifespan and reduce your bone density. The next part of that is that it reduces the GI absorption of calcium and it increases the urinary excretion of calcium. So now we've got a calcium deficit too. So glucocorticoids, prednisone, you got to be aware that that's going to be a contributor. Now, is that the same with like a cortisone injection as well? Yeah. I mean, it can be, it yeah. can be, it's, it's not going to be as much of an effect as, as taking the, the prednisone, mm -hmm. but if you're doing these cortisone shots over time, over time, over time, yeah, that can be, an, that can absolutely be a contributor. Um, immunosuppressive drugs. 
SSRIs. This is a big one. Mm. SSRIs are a class of, of drugs that are typically used as antidepressants. There was a review of 19 studies on the effect of SSRIs on bone that indicate they have a negative effect on bone mineral density and wow. they will increase the risk of fracture. And then another- Most people don't big, know that. I don't think most physicians know that. And SSRIs are some of the most commonly prescribed medications, particularly for middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And then another big one, and these, this, this next medication is one that some people have been on for, I see it for decades sometimes, and it's only supposed to ever be used, if even at all, for a very short period of time, which are antacids. And these yeah. are drugs that are designed to reduce the production of or increase the suppression of stomach acid. These would be your proton pump inhibitors, like your omeprazole, your Nexium, your Prevacid, or your H2 receptor antagonist drugs like Zantac. And I took these for a number of years because I was, mm. I was trying to suppress, you know, what I thought I needed to suppress was my stomach acid. When in reality, I actually had too little stomach acid. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what happens is people are trying to suppress what little stomach acid they do have. The reason that's a problem is you need stomach acid to properly break down and extract nutrients from your food, like amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein and your bones are 50% protein by volume. So they need amino acids, calcium, magnesium, iron, B12. Your body's going to be starved of these nutrients if you don't have the right amount of stomach acid. So, and then there are plenty of studies that show that just long-term use of, of antacids, they're not going to be good. And Tums, by the way, is not a good source of calcium yeah. either. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite supplements. It's Paleo Valley's grass-fed organ complex. It's like a supercharged multivitamin that allows you to get a full spectrum of traditional superfoods loaded with nutrients into your body faster, easier, and without having to tolerate the taste. You see, grass-fed organ complex contains not one, but three organs. It contains heart, liver, and kidney, which are extremely rich in B vitamins, vitamin A, minerals, coenzyme Q10, key things like selenium. These nutrients support your energy, your mental clarity, your immune health, as well as your skin. And they're found in the most bioavailable form that our ancestors used to get. You see, whenever our ancestors would kill an animal, they would go right for the organ meat. So the most coveted parts, because that's really where the life force was. They didn't understand nutrients, but today we know that's where the B vitamins, the CoQ10, the vitamin A, the key minerals are really concentrated in these organs as opposed to the muscle meats. And most of us are just not consuming organ meats on a regular basis, but now you can. You can get grass-fed organ complex, get these vital nutrients, they're freeze-dried to really preserve as much of the nutrients as possible. And you can take this again in, in, in replacement of some sort of a multivitamin that you may have been taking before. Guys, check it out. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15% off today. So you can see, obviously, there's so many people that fall into this bucket that are doing things right now that are contributing to bone loss uh, or really setting them up not to have kind of the full bucket like you talked about where they didn't they didn't start with fully formed bones. So they're already starting with a disadvantage and then stress, poor lifestyle habits as they get older um, really set them up. And of course, with women, they're at higher risk because the estrogen starts to drop. And estrogen is so key for activating, getting calcium and strengthening bones, activating the vitamin D, 
kind of production of or or utilization of calcium into the bones. So super critical there. Now, what is conventional medicine doing? Like what are the how you mentioned a couple things. Um, obviously they've got some medications like Fosamax, for example, it's probably the, the most commonly prescribed medication. What, how are they failing people? Cause clearly, you know, you talked about that earlier that, that it's just, um, you know, their standard of care is, is really not getting the results. Why is that? Yeah. Part of it is, is just the way the, so a lot of times these physicians, I mean, they're, they're well-intentioned people that went into the field to genuinely help people, but they're in a, a system that is not designed to help people achieve their best health outcomes, right? And in a 15-minute period, they come in, they have a conversation with uh, somebody, and all they've got time for is, hey, take some calcium, some vitamin D, go for a walk, take the bone medication. And a lot of times that person that's receiving the news is scared, and they're worried, and they're overwhelmed, and they're reactive. And that we don't want to operate from that place. We want to be able to pause in that place and make decisions from a place of education and empowerment. So, and if you're in that situation, just know the medications that are going to be proposed, these, these bone drugs, they have a dramatic effect on bone physiology. It's not like taking an aspirin. And I always, I always refer to like this old economic adage that there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? There's a, there's a cost to everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So with these medications, um, there are two different categories of medications. There are anti-resorptives and there are anabolics. Anti-resorptives would be your bisphosphonate drugs and your rank ligand inhibitor drugs. Bisphosphonate drugs would be like your Fosamax, your Boniva, your Reclass, those kind of drugs. Um, and then if your rank ligand inhibitor would be like a Prolia. These drugs are designed to slow down the activity level of cells that break down bone. And they come with their short and long-term implications of use. There are plenty of side effects, um, you know, very small numbers, but still it is a risk. Osteonecrosis of the jaw where you actually have uh, jawbone death. Like there are some very real side effects with these things, but I think the biggest one for bisphosphonate use, which is what Fosamax is, is the safety and efficacy of these drugs is not really well known beyond five years. Uh, and then as we're as you and I are going about our daily lives, doing our activities, exercising, and this is normal for everybody, you're starting to get these tiny little micro cracks and fractures in your bones. That's normal. Every single person, this is happening to every day. And then what happens is you have cells within the bone that send out a signal. And that signal is saying, hey, we need to be, we need to be repaired. And then it, what happens is you've got these cells called osteoclasts that come in and scoop out that old, you know, damaged bone. And then you've got osteoblasts come in and fill in stronger, healthier bone. It's a coupled process. What happens is you can actually slow down the activity level of the, those cells too much where you start to accumulate that old, worn, damaged, weakened bone. So even if your bone density scan is showing stability or showing that it's higher, your bones may not actually be stronger. And a lot of people don't understand that up front. Uh, the other type of drug is called a, a prolia or rank ligand inhibitor. And if you go on this medication, when you come off of it, your risk of it, vertebral fractures is going to be increased uh, pretty significantly. And then the other class of drugs is, or the category of drugs is called anabolics. And their whole focus is building bone, building better quality bone and building it faster. Do they do that? Yes, they absolutely do. Are there risks and side effects associated with it? Of course. And you can only take these medications for a certain period of time. Usually it's a couple years max. 
And you have to follow that medication with an anti-resorptive medication or you will lose all the bone you just gained. Hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that a lot of times if you commit to one medication in that moment, you may be committing to multiple medications over the period of years to a lifetime. Yeah, very interesting. And I know a lot of the medications like Fosamax, for example, there's some pretty terrible side effects like uh, osteonecrosis or, or basically dying death of bone cells in your jaw that creates a really extremely painful uh, situation that some individuals end up getting. Yep, you can get bone joint muscle pain, nausea, yeah. difficulty swallowing, uh, those kinds of things, heartburn, irritation yeah. of the esophagus. Those are all the kind of side effects that are associated with it. But then also, if you've already got digestive issues, that can just exacerbate those digestive sure. issues. Yeah, absolutely. So clearly, they're not getting to the root cause. They're really just kind of trying to affect some of these physiological processes, but not going upstream enough to really impact our physiology in a, in a positive and health-promoting way. So, you know, I knew you had mentioned celiac disease. You had celiac disease. So what is the connection here between the gut and the health of your gut and the health of your bone tissue? Yeah, there's a massive connection there. Um, so obviously, if you have diseases or conditions that are preventing you from absorbing nutrients, celiac disease being a primary one of those, you want to get tested to find out if you have celiac disease. Uh, but then also, in terms of other conditions, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, just think of and if you've got chronic IBS for long, long periods of time. I've had some people, you know, that have said they've had it for 10, 20 years. They haven't had consistent, well-formed stools. That's an issue, right? Because not only is it going to prevent you from absorbing the nutrients, it can actually be a source of inflammation that contributes to bone breakdown in the body too. Uh, and then the other piece that uh, we, we need to talk about are the villi, right? So when you are, when you're chewing food and breaking it down and uh, bringing that down through your stomach and it's churned in that acidic mix to break it down even further. And then it's making its way into your small intestine. What I call your soil is you've got roots in your soil and those roots are called villi. And they're these tiny little hair-like projections that are responsible for absorbing the nutrients that you eat. And they take those nutrients and they, they help shuttle them into your bloodstream where they're going to be used throughout your body. But if you have issues with uh, gut gut infections, dysbiosis, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or some other thing taking place in your digestive system, you, you have to address those things. Otherwise, it's going to prevent you from getting those nutrients that you need. Yeah, absolutely. When we talk a lot on this podcast about the gut-brain connection, we talked about the gut-heart connection. I mean, ultimately, it's it's the major pathway into our body. And so, um, you know, if we're not getting the nutrients we need coming from the, from our diet, if we're producing too much toxins, too much endotoxins in there, it's going to cause problems throughout the course of our body. So how do we start to heal the gut? What, what sort of uh, diet plan do you guys do with your Stronger Bones Masterclass to help people with osteoporosis? Uh, well, so a lot of people ask me like, hey, is, this, is there this perfect diet for osteoporosis? And you know, every single person is biochemically and genetically unique. They've got different things going on in their body. So if what, if you don't have an autoimmune condition, your dietary approach may be a little bit different than somebody that has an autoimmune condition or than somebody that is, you know, battling small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So there are some adjustments and things that'll be made there. 
In general, though, there are some foods that I like to incorporate into like a stronger bones plan that I, I that I've seen work really well for a lot of people. Uh, one of the first ones is arugula. Arugula is a leafy green, same cruciferous family of vegetables as broccoli and kale. And the great thing about arugula is that uh, it's got vitamin C, vitamin K, and bioavailable calcium. And the great thing about this is that it's also got, arugula also has a bioactive compound called aerosin, and that actually helps turn off the activity level of osteoclasts, those cells that break down bone. And it's also a really low oxalate green too. Mm -hmm. So if you have issues with oxalates, uh, good indicators would be if you've got digestive issues, if you've got kidney stones, if you've got joint pain, those kinds of things may be an indicator you've got a hard time breaking down and degrading oxalate, then you could swap that spinach for the arugula too in those situations. And the other reason I like arugula is it's bitter. Yeah. And a lot of our diets today are devoid of bitter foods. And bitters are important because what they do is they stimulate bile. Bile is produced in the liver, stored in the gallbladder, you know, comes into the small intestine to help you break down and emulsify fats, help you with fat-soluble vitamins and those kinds of things. And we need to get some bitter foods in our diet, and arugula is a great source. So you can add it, you know, as a side salad. You can saute it with some ghee and some sea salt or something like that. Uh, and it's just a great, easy addition to make. That's one of my favorites. I don't know if you use that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I love arugula. Absolutely. I use it all the time. So arugula is one of my favorites. Really probably my favorite dark green leafy vegetable. For sure. Same for me. Uh, and one of my other favorite uh, foods to incorporate into a plant are, are fish, but not just any kind of fish. I really like, uh, obviously, we want to make sure we have BPA-free cans, but I like canned fish that have the bones in them. So we're talking about the wild-caught sock, wild sockeye salmon that have the bones in. Uh, mackerel, mackerel is really good. Sardines, those kinds of foods that are small fish, and they've got the bones in them. It's really important you got the bones in them. Why do you want bones in them? Well, the reason is they've got all the minerals and nutrients in the right ratios nature put them in that are going to support your own healthy bones when you consume them. And they got a good punch of protein in them also. And again, you need protein to build muscle and to build bone. Mm -hmm. And the last part of this is that these fish have omega-3 fatty acids. And these fatty acids, are they're like dampeners of inflammation. And I know you're, you're intimately familiar with this. Anything creating the inflammation in the body, especially chronic and especially long-term, that's going to contribute to bone loss and a lot of other health issues. So that's one of the reasons why I really, really like those fish. Uh, and then another one that I really like is I like vitamin C rich foods. And the reason for that is we already know vitamin C is great for a lot of other things with our health. But for bones specifically, we have to remember that uh, bones are made up of this collagen protein matrix, right, upon which minerals are laid. And then what happens is we need vitamin C to stimulate pro-collagen, to enhance collagen synthesis, it's going to promote the development of those osteoblast bone building cells from, from mesenchymal stem cells, which is going to boost the production of collagen and bone matrix. And it's going to stimulate something called alkaline phosphatase activity, which is a marker for osteoblast bone building cell formation. So that's pretty cool. And on, on the prevention side, vitamin C is, is preventing bone loss by helping suppress inflammation. And it's pretty well documented that if you've got higher vitamin C intake, that there's going to be fewer hip and non-vertebral fractures than the people that have those lower, lower intakes. So where can you get vitamin C? 
uh, you know, a lot of us know where you can get vitamin C. Best fruits are, are berries, uh, citrus fruits, uh, incorporate those, kakadu plums, acerola cherries, those are all great sources. And then you've got vitamin C rich vegetables. The red and yellow bell peppers are great sources, but if you got an autoimmune condition, you're trying to avoid those nightshades, uh, may not be the best one. So you, you would look for lightly steamed broccoli, your Brussels sprouts, those kinds of things could be incorporated into your plan. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking about the bones, bone broth would also be a great mm. source as well because you got all those nutrients in there. And, you know, whenever I'm eating like a chicken wing or something like that, I always actually eat the synovial joint, right? So I try to get some of that collagenous tissue that you can get if you're eating chicken, you know, we're we're doing this interview right before Thanksgiving. So it's like, you know, you got the uh, turkey leg, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you can actually get in there and bite some of that. And then when you cook down the carcass, you actually can boil those bones down to where a lot of the smaller ones you actually can just eat. I've done videos of like literally eating the bones because, you know, it's the the, the heat has kind of broken down those proteins. And now you're just getting this mineral matrix. Yeah. Right at the ends of right at the ends of the bones. You can you can yep. absolutely do that. And then um, so if you're if you're doing that, you obviously need a weak acid or something like that. So like an apple cider vinegar yeah. or something. If you're making that broth, that's going to help pull some of those minerals. Um, but yeah, that's a great that's a great addition. Great, great point. Just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about Peak Tea. These are amazing teas that are specifically designed to enhance the benefits of fasting, helping you get deeper levels of autophagy and cellular healing, helping to shut down your appetite and support healthy weight management. They're delicious. They won't break your, your fast. They use the highest quality uh, cold brew crystallization that gently preserves active compounds at their maximum potential with no prep or brewing needed. They're 100% organic and triple toxin screen for pesticides, heavy metals, and toxic mold, which is really common in tea. A lot of teas have heavy metals. They've got pesticides. They've got molds. Not with peak tea. It's the highest possible purity, and that's why I love it. This is why my family and I drink this regularly. We really love the bergamot fasting tea. We know that bergamot is loaded with theoflavins to nourish your gut bacteria, support digestion, and boost satiety. And great, it's really great for energy. And bergamot itself is great for, for your skin. It has a flavorful burst of citrus and its oils enhance digestion. They provide unique mood boosting properties. You're gonna love that. They also have the ginger green fasting tea. We know ginger is great for your digestion, great for keeping inflammation under control. We know the catechins in green tea are some of those powerful immune supportive compounds that you can put in your body. Also really great for stimulating autophagy, downregulating inflammation in the body. So really, really powerful stuff there. And then you've got cinnamon herbal fasting tea, which is amazing for supporting balanced blood sugar and helping manage cravings. I love the cinnamon herbal fasting tea, really great flavor to that. And guys, Peak is extending a limited time offer just for my audience. You can get 5% off plus a free pouch that comes with 20 premium samples. So you can try different flavors when you purchase the fasting bundle. Head over to peaklife.com forward slash drjockers and use the code drjockers or D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S for a special discount. Guys, Peak has over 15,000 15, five-star reviews. That's a lot of reviews. This has been well-tested. Try it for yourself risk-free with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, and you'll either love it or you get your money back. So that's peaklife.com spelled P-I-Q-U-E 
L-I-F-E.com slash D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S and use the coupon code Dr. Jockers for a complimentary gift and 5% off. And so I know, uh, you know, you had talked about some of the general advice is go take a walk, right? So uh, when it comes to exercise, we're told get some weight bearing, weight bearing exercise. So go out and take a walk on a regular basis. How important is exercise when it comes to this bone building process? Exercise is incredibly important. Uh, and I would say it's it's one of the things that's going to be the great, have the greatest possible impact or one of the greatest impacts on your bone health in general. So for exercise, you need two different types of stimuli. You need muscle pulling on bone and you need impact. The most effective interventions are going to use one or both of those in combination. So when you've got muscle pulling on bone, that's going to make them stronger. You've got this mechanical signal that's sending a chemical signal that's telling those bones to become stronger. And then you also need to have impact involved too. A lot of times people are just said, hey, they're, they're told, hey, just go do some weight-bearing exercise. And we, a lot of people don't even know what weight-bearing exercise is. Well, that's where your, your bones and your muscles are working against gravity to keep you upright. There are things that you're doing on your feet. And what that's doing is placing good stress on your bones. So weight-bearing exercises would be you're running, you're jogging, you're hiking, you're dancing, you're gardening, you're playing tennis, you're jumping around with the kids, you're playing soccer, climbing stairs, those kinds of things. Or it could be your yoga, your Pilates, your Tai Chi, those kinds of things too. But then also we have non-weight-bearing exercise. And that's where you, you're not placing that stress on the bones. And that would be things like cycling or paddling, canoeing, uh, swimming. That's a big one. And in these situations, it's not to say don't ever do those exercises, mm -hmm. right? Because if you enjoy going for a bike ride and it reduces your stress, or you know you like to go get in the pool and play and, and swim around a little bit, that's just fine. But do not count that as your only form of exercise. You, there has to be more than that. So the other part of this is we have to have muscle strengthening and resistance training exercise. So this would be where you're using, um, you, it could be dumbbells, resistance bands, your own body weight. If that if that's the stimulus that you know you need at that point in time, it could be uh, barbells too. So any of those things can be part of the plan when you're working on resistance training. And the the exercises that have been shown to be most effective, at least Dr. Belinda Beck, she did some research with something called the Liftmore trial, where they looked at overhead presses, deadlifts, squats, chin-ups with drop landings. Those were all found to be safe and effective. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're like, well, those sound really intimidating. Or when I hear deadlift, that sounds really scary or intimidating to me because I don't have a weightlifting background. That's okay. What we need to do is let's start where you are. Let's figure out what your body mechanics look like, what's possible for you. And then let's slowly work you up to the point where we can get you to a place where you're providing that stimulus that you need to actually build stronger bones. So most effective rep range has been shown to be about five to 10 repetitions. Uh, so it's not it's not just holding, you know, two pound dumbbells and doing 300 <clears throat> reps. That's not what what's going to give you the stimulus you need. Yeah, you need a significant tension on those muscles. And, uh, you know, I, I, until you said that, I hadn't even really thought of the term deadlift because I have a weightlifting background. But yeah, to somebody that's mm -hmm. not, that's a pretty intimidating term, a deadlift, right? Um, but For yeah, sure. weightlifting is, you know, resistance training 
And just overall activity is so critical. We know sarcopenia or muscle loss as people age, it's one of the biggest risk factors for all-cause mortality and morbidity, right? So getting sick, disease, being crippled, um, and then dying. And then, you, I mean, you really can tie that right into osteopenia. And so uh, sarcopenia is a little easier to see. You can see it from the outside. You can't see the bones unless you get the DEXA scan, right? But you can see as those muscles are, are atrophying, the person's functionality goes down. And then, of course, we know that the overall, uh, the load on the muscles goes down, right? And so the muscles are weakening as well. And these people are at very, very high risk for fractures. And, you know, a lot of people, as they get older, that's one of their biggest concerns, of course, right, is, is fractures. And so if somebody is diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis, um, you know, what kind, what does a, a bone strengthening plan look like so they can make sure that they don't get fractures? Well, there are a couple of things that play into this. So the first one is kind of like I was talking about, as soon as you're told you have osteoporosis, if you, if you don't know where you stand right now, number one, go get a bone density scan, okay? And, and don't avoid doing something just because you don't want to hear the answer because that's not the way to approach any health condition because once you understand it, then you can address it. And I always tell people, you have to think about 10, 20, 30 years down the road, not just three months out. Uh, so if you haven't had one, go get that objective information. That's the first part. If you find out you have osteoporosis, the next part is we have to identify what are those root cause contributors to bone loss, okay? So there is, uh, you, and once you get that bone density scan, you have to understand too, it's not gonna tell you right now in the moment, present day, if you're actively losing bone. There is a test called the serum CTX test. It's an active bone loss test, and it's gonna look at the activity level of cells that break down bone. So if that activity level is elevated, or even really high, that's going to be an indicator of active bone loss or can be an indicator. So then we need to figure out what's causing that loss. You, a lot of times it's not just hormones. So we can't make that assumption. Got to make those objective decisions. And that's a big part of this process is identifying what that is and addressing it. The second part is nourish. You have to restore the raw materials and nutrients that you need for stronger, healthier bones through diet, through digestion through absorption. You have to make sure you're taking in the right nutrients in the right amounts. You have to make sure you're actually absorbing those nutrients. Even if you have overt digestive issues, then you absolutely do have an issue probably with absorption there. But if you, even if you don't have uh, overt digestive issues, absorption could still be a problem. And the last part of that is you have to make sure you're getting those nutrients to the cell level. A lot of times those three things are not lining up. And then the third part of this is building. You have to build strength of body, strength of mind, strength of bone in a way that prevents fracture and injury. You got to reduce your stress, improve your sleep, optimize your hormones, get the right exercise plan in place, and do the things in a way that are going to help you build bone strength and also prevent fracture and injury, not just now, but in the future. Those are, and a lot of times that's kind of like the high level overview of what that looks like. A lot of times people come to me and they say, hey, I've got this plate, you know, I got this uh, vibration device, or I have this single supplement or pill. And, you know, they think that they're putting all their faith in this one thing. And you can see by what I just outlined, it's so much more than that. Yes, those tactical pieces are part of it, and they can be complements, but they're not the overall strategy. So you have to zoom out, look at the bigger picture, 
And that's what's going to make sure a year or two doesn't pass by and you've had more possibly preventable bone loss or fracture. Well, it sounds like a really thorough three-step process. And you go through that in your Stronger Bones Masterclass. Yeah, yeah. I, so I've got this free Stronger Bones Masterclass. I would love to give it to your people mm -hmm. to If we could link to this in the show notes, uh, this is an amazing resource. And it's, uh, it's going to walk you through step-by-step everything you need to be doing to get on the path to improvement and stronger bones that's the best possible starting point i tell everybody to go to so if anything i was talking about that you listen to here resonated with you or you're like i i need to address this and i need to figure this out click the link in the show notes don't wait to do that and go share it with somebody that you love too that you've heard has osteoporosis also because they need to hear this information it could add 10 20 30 years onto their life yeah, without a doubt. Such an important condition to be able to help people with. So guys, again, check it out in the show notes, Stronger Bones Masterclass. And last question, Kevin, what, what does day in a life look look like for you? What is uh, your, your daily nutrition, your exercise, your typical schedule look like? Yeah, I'll wake up. Um, usually I'll wake up. It just depends on what I have going on in the business, but I'll wake up a little bit early. I'm an early riser. Uh, some days you're a marine, right? So <laughs> oh, I'm a marine. There you through, go. You learn through. It. Yeah. Um, I usually start out. I will do. I'll do a little bit of cold in the morning. I'll start out with like a cold shower, where I've actually got. And now that it's getting cold outside, at least at the time of this recording, I bought an ice bath, and I just sometimes I'll hop in there for a few minutes. Nice. Um, but then I'll come inside. Sometimes I'll start out with some bone broth. Sometimes I'll start out with a little bit of collagen in the morning or some essential amino acids or something like that. Uh, usually get into a workout where I do heavy resistance training. Uh, but it's usually not a long workout. It's it's you know 15, 20 minutes max usually that I'm getting uh, getting a workout in. I usually get a breakfast uh, that has some eggs i love eggs they're a great source of uh, a variety of different nutrients that are going to be great for you uh, get some arugula some sauteed arugula in there sometimes i'll make a, a salad a little bit later on that's got some arugula or some other greens i like low oxalate greens too yeah. so romaine those are also great uh, i'll add in some cucumbers cucumbers have a great source of silica right um, which is really important for helping mineralize bone um, and I just, you know, build out a great salad with some healthy dressing on it. And then maybe a little bit later on, I'll have something else, but what do you uh, like for your dressing? Uh, I like prime. I have no affiliation with oh, yeah. the primal kitchen. Yeah. Primal kitchen's a great one. That's an easy one to jump avocado into. Avocado oil base. Yeah. But you can also do, make sure you get good quality extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. That would be a great thing to incorporate into your plan. So um, there are plenty of good, good brands out there that I'm sure you, you can link to oh, yeah, love uh, Dr. Jockey. fresh pressed extra virgin olive oil. So rich in polyphenols. Yep. Yes. Uh, and, and that's really great. And then, uh, avocado oil is good. Sometimes just a, a little bit of, uh, apple cider vinegar on that salad, yep. especially if you've already got a bunch of greens there. Uh, that's going to be great. Um, yeah, those can all be great additions. And then I like to, uh, in terms of going to bed. Um, I will do a little bit of wind down. I'll do a little meditation uh, before I before I turn in for the night. Uh, obviously, I spend some time with my kids to read my book. 
And then when we get to, when I go to bed, I actually use a nose strip. I use a nasal strip. Oh yeah. And I, um, it, it helps open up. I've got a narrow nose here. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever had issues like breathing through your nostrils, which is what we're supposed to be breathing mm -hmm. through anyway, you can actually use these nasal strips yep. that open your nostrils up a little bit wider. And it's going to let you breathe through your nose a lot easier so you don't breathe through your mouth. So yeah, that helps me sleep. That. That was a game changer oh, yeah. for me. Have you ever tried mouth taping as well? I have, and uh, it it works a lot better once I've had because <laughs> yeah. I tried it when I didn't have the nasal strip on, and it was horrible experience for me because my yeah. nose would block it up at night. But now that I've got this set up, it works a lot better. Yeah, it's huge, and that nasal breathing increases nasal nitric oxide up into your brain, increases your melatonin production allows you to get better glymphatic activity in your brain where you clean up and detoxify your brain. So yeah, really sets you up for the, for a great, uh, great recovery that night. And then lots of energy the next morning. So yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, Kevin, this has been a great interview and guys, I mean, really osteoporosis, osteo, uh, Malaysia, you know, osteopenia, these conditions are definitely conditions that we can avoid. And if we get this information earlier, the better, right? But even if you are, you know, even if you're just diagnosed, right, there's a lot of things you could be doing now to make sure that you don't end up with fractures, to make sure you dramatically improve your health and uh, reduce your risk of really all cause uh, chronic disease and, and early death. And so now's the time to take action. Check out the Stronger Bones Masterclass. Kevin, any last words, inspiration for our audience here? Um, I would just say on any health journey, just be kind to yourself and just realize that you don't have to know what each step in the process is going to look like day one. You just need to know where you want to go. And as long as you know that, that's what matters. So stick to that. Use that as your guiding light uh, along the way and just be kind to yourself. Understand things will not go perfectly from the right, right off the bat. There will be challenges. There will be things that you will test and they're not going to work out. If you approach things with curiosity instead of expectation, it's going to remove that disappointment and make your journey a whole heck of a lot easier. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for your time, Kevin. Guys, again, check out the Stronger Bones Masterclass. We'll have a link in the, sh in the show notes. He's also giving away free bone-healthy recipes. So he talked about some of those great foods. You guys can get access to a recipe book of his with some amazing recipes that help strengthen your bones, support your gut, and, uh, and help you optimize your health. So go ahead and do that, guys, and we'll see you all on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.